it, okay, we say there's no money. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then come out of the equation of having to talk to them for our needs. You know, me, when I when I want to talk politics, when I want to sit down and talk money, I want to talk money. I, I want to talk mm-hmm. bank talk. When I want to talk about education, I want to talk education. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a brother like me, I'm, I'm brother, once they taught me how to read in school, they was in trouble. I'm self-educated. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go to college. But mm-hmm. I want the knowledge of knowing what I need to succeed. Like, what does it take to spark that in our people and in our young people? You already know I'm just a little toxic podcast. Your boy Calico, my big dog, Blood Raw. You see what it is pain, power, purpose. Go out and get the book. It's on D- D- Disco. It's on DBS, um, DBS.com, DBSound.com, DBSound.com. It's on Amazon. Um, we got the Kindle version available. Go get it on Amazon. It's, it's everywhere. At Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology, our business is your health. Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff are dedicated to the pillars of quality health, such as equity, effectiveness, efficiency, integration, safety, timeliness, and people-centeredness. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology specializes in the evaluation and treatment of diabetes and endocrine disorders thyroid, neck and parathyroid gland ultrasound examinations, and vascular examination for peripheral artery disease are just some of the services that Dr. Ronald S. Watts and his staff provide. Looking for treatment? We are currently accepting new patients. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology accepts all major insurance. Give us a call at 770-389-9494 or visit us at 550 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 110, Stockbridge, Georgia. Eagles Landing Diabetes and Endocrinology. Our business is your health. Visit us at eldiabetes.org. I'm just a little toxic podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cole, and I'm really excited because this episode, I got my big dog, Blood Raw. I've been, I've, man, I've been waiting. It's all I'm, I'm talking about waiting to do the interview. Uh, book out, right, pain, right. power, purpose. Yes. And uh, make sure you check out the the, the Hush mixtape that's coming. Yeah, got got so much got so much music coming. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you got the uh, you got the raw mixes out right now. Yeah, the raw mixes. I got the raw mixes out, volume one, two, and three. And then my album just dropped Christmas Eve, which is the Hush, which is an acronym that stands for hustling to something happen. Man, that sound that sound like a lifestyle though. Oh, yeah, it don't, it don't sound like just a just yeah, an album. You nah, feel it's me? definitely it's definitely a, it's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? It's not just for me. It's just motivation for the world. You know what I'm saying? You know we came through a real, real tragic time, 2020. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? We still going through the pandemic as we speak. So, I just wanted to put my baby into the streets to feed the people. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, as where I was in my life. You feel me? And how, how I had took a six year break, had to come back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And all the things I was going through, I just had to get back to the basics and hustle till something happened. Man, I, I like that too. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is. You know, I don't even know where to really start with your life because it's, right. it's a movie. <laughs> Blood, uh, Blood Raw is a movie, straight, man, up. straight up. But, you know, coming from uh, Panama City, Florida, like, what, what was your, your life day-to-day like? What kind of opportunities do you have in Panama City, Florida as a young black man? Um, To be honest, bro, it's very little to no opportunities, you right. know what I'm saying? Of course, some things have changed now, but still, I come from a city, you know what I'm saying, that's extremely racist, you know what I'm saying, uh, poverty-stricken. You know, along with being hit with two different hurricanes, you mm. know what I'm saying, um, and trying to gentrify my city for the most part. So it's like, you know, me when I grew up, it was two things: you either sold drugs or was on drugs. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and those are the type of influences that I've seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? I, I was very, very passionate in sports. I, I played all sports. I played football, um, baseball, wrestling. Um, I even boxed. You know what I'm saying? Okay, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that was my getaway. You know what I'm saying? My getaway. My mama died when I was 10, so you know what I'm saying? I grew up in the projects, and I was from household to household. Me and my sister being separated when my mama go to prison. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... You know, uh, all the things that I seen coming up, I just never really seen no positive influence other than my sister. Like, we come from the same household, so that's why I try to tell people, um, you know, your life will end up with the choices that you make. So you right. got to be careful on the choices that you make, you know what I'm saying? Because we come, both of us come from the ghetto, but my sister chose the right route. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Um, but me being a little boy, I was more you know, enthused with the streets and what was going on because of what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. My sister was a little more sheltered in the house, you know what I'm saying? Right, I was right, able right. to run around and seeing different things, and, you know, that influenced me because I seen the lifestyle. I seen that people wasn't struggling that was selling drugs, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Um, and like I say, man, I just grew up in a city where I didn't have an NFL player or a baseball player or, you know, a basketball player that I seen come from my city. Right, 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 right. To ever make it to the league. Like, I'm one of the first people ever to make it successfully in the entertainment industry. You feel me? So, it's like, that was a big thing for me. Like, and just in my city alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man. Like, you feel me? Um, it's just one of those places where you basically, uh, 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 um, you know, the odds are against you. Right, 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 right. You and, know what I'm saying? And now, now, with you speaking about the odds being against you, with you mentioning that you lost your mother at the age of 10, right. and also from following you, I know you lost your grand, your grandmother yeah. early. Like, how do you navigate through life, you know, trying to manage with not having that, like, covering or that, that parent foundation? You know, most people have somebody feeding them, right. taking care of them. But how, what, what kind of mentality does that give you, knowing you got to take care for yourself? Well, the thing about it is, is that it, it wasn't just the fact of take care of myself, um, because I had some wonderful aunts. You know mm, what I'm saying? What's up. That's what's up. Um, and 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 I have cousins that I'm that I consider my aunts because my grandmother's sister, which is I talk about Ada May in a lot of my right, music. Right, right. That's who raised me. That's my grandma's sister. Man. So her daughters is really my cousins, but I call them my aunties because they raised me. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but just growing up in 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 a family, two different households surrounded by love. Man, I didn't okay. really miss my mama right. until I became older. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, I didn't right, really right. miss not having a father until I became older and just hearing the stories of different people like, you know, damn man, my daddy one day, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like right. that. But for me, I was surrounded by love, you know what I'm saying? But just seeing my grandma struggle, mm -hmm. you feel me? In a household with her kids and having to take care of me and my sister, it was just, it was bad on me. Right. Like seeing that, seeing my grandma go to work nine in the morning, not getting home to 10, 11 at night. Make you want to be a man early and early. take care of her, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and along with her making only $3 an hour. Like yeah. she worked at, like Morrison's cafeteria was the Piccadilly today. Okay, definitely. You know definitely. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah like, like, come on, man. Like, you feel me? Like, you can't take care of no, all these people with this type of money. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing my grandma come home. She barely can even walk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sweating still from, you know, right. walking in the house. Like, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And it just didn't sit well with me, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's not an excuse. Most people look at it as saying it. it's not an excuse. It's just it was like, you know, you know how grown, how older people always tell you when you're a kid, you want to be grown. Always. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, always, you know what I'm saying? Always. 
And that's what I chose, you feel me? Um, and back to what I was saying about me and my sister, like, you know, she she from the gutter too. Right, right, right. But she chose a different route, you know right. what I'm saying? And um, she's always been the one and only person I could say with a positive influence that I just really always had to look at and say, I know I could be something bigger than what I am. Man, you know, that that's real. When you talk about love surrounding the situation, that's just like, that's like the background for black people. You right. know, we have a situation, we have our experiences where we don't have what we're lacking, yeah. but that love is what keeps us. It you know? outweighs everything. It outweighs everything. Man, you know that, that's real. Yeah, I think, I think that the love, um, it kind of sheltered my pain. Mm. You mm. feel me? Right, right, right. Because uh, I really, honestly, bro, right, when my mama died, of course, you know, going to the funeral, I was sad, but mm -hmm. I didn't really have them real moments until I started going to prison right. and I was older. Like, right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Um, but my family did a really, really good job, you know what I'm saying, of just being there for me and, you know what I'm saying, loving me and, 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 and giving me that type of feeling of not having to think about, well, where my mama at or where my, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. You know, yeah, so, so, so I definitely always got to give them their praise because, they did a, a, a wonderful job, you know what I'm saying? That's real, that's real. You know, yeah. that's real love. When you're able to say it like that yeah. and express it like that, you know yeah. it's coming from a real place. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, you know, talking about coming up and you, and you talk about, you know, getting into the streets and stuff, mm -hmm. was your decision to, like, become a man and say, I'm going to hop in the streets, was it the same as your decision to jump into music? Like, did it take the same type of mindset to say, hey, I'm going to turn this on and, I, and I'm going to be for real about this? Yeah. Or is it two different experiences, two different things? Um, it's definitely two different experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, me being in the streets, I just, you know what I'm saying, like, I think me being in the streets was a little more a part of me. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you can adapt to something that you're around easily. Right, real easy. You feel me? Real easy. Um, and, and, and I always, I feel like it was always in my blood to be a hustler. Right. Whether it was the streets or whatever. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I just chose the streets because that was that was firsthand. Right. And that's what that was easy access for me to do. Um, but when it come, came to the music, I, I kind of started doing music being a cover up from the streets. Mm, okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, I right. you know, I, I had the rap van and you know, just doing all the stuff that the rappers was doing. Right, right, right. I really wasn't serious at first. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then when I started like Recording because I was in a group at first, me and a couple of my partners, um, my homeboy Max, we started a group first. We didn't even really have no name, we was just rapping together. But um, we did that, and then I went to prison, I got out of prison, you feel me? And then I kind of started doing my thing like on my on my own. Um, but then me and my cousin, we formed a, a, a group called NFL Riders. Okay, okay, you feel me? Which is, tad it, tad it yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, in the game, you know okay. Um, you know, and uh, we put out a little CD. You know what I'm saying? Through disc makers and all that. But we did everything professional, like how you supposed to do. I was getting music mix and master back then, like, you feel me? Um, getting real beats from Lil John and right. different producers like that. And um So you so you messing with Lil John early, so you had the bread to do what you needed oh, to yeah, do. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Was, Money you know, was definitely no, no no issue. Like when I started doing music, like I was doing it on a major level. I mean major level, like, you feel me? Anything I had to do. I was doing it, and I was trying to do it like the big boys was doing it, or what definitely. I seen on TV. You feel me? Definitely, definitely. That's what's up, man. Hey, Blood Raw on I'm Just a Little Toxic podcast. We're gonna pay a few bills and uh, come back and ask more about the music, yes, and sir. also about beating that fear case. That's oh, yeah. that's major. Yeah, we're oh, gonna man. talk about that. Yeah, keep it locked.
Al Yee's hot sauce is the spirit of Savannah in a bottle. Its origins start in the Savannah seafood staple, David's Crab House. Its sweet and spicy flavor has a divine taste that doesn't overpower your food, it complements it. Al Yee's hot sauce is proud of the community support that has pushed this local gym to the national stage. Al Yee's black and purple label represents the people and the financial support of the community. If you're looking for mouth order and flavor, reach for Al Yee's hot sauce. Visit online at alyeeshotsauce.com and follow on social media at Al Yee Hot Sauce. Al Yee's Hot Sauce. Al Yee for all ye. Al Yee for all ye. MB Event Lounge is an elegant and upscale event center and lounge in Madonna, Georgia, dedicated to giving you the VIP treatment while you're using our venue space. Our establishment features a banquet hall and a full bar with everything you need to make your next event a complete success. We would love to meet with you and discuss preparations for your next event. So for more information about our services, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us at MB Event Lounge today. I'm just a little toxic podcast. I'm your host, Cali Cole, and we're back. I got more of my special guests, uh, Blood Raw. Really, really promoting everything. Hustle, yes, sir. My ma- books. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything Album. you can think yeah. of. Albums. Yeah. New music. Yeah. And hey, he fresh. You, you might yeah. as well be in here uh, throwing some clothes at us, too. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, yes, Raw hey, ain't playing with him. Let's get but, it. But, uh, you know, I want, I want to talk about you actually getting into music. Okay. Before we went to the break, yeah. uh, talking about, you know, you working with Lil John and mm-hmm. all these big names. Producers like yeah. when I first got a hold of y'all I, uh, on the uh, I'm, I'm gonna say a real nigga radio mix. Sure, sure, you, sure. you know that that for was sure, my sure. first joint. Well, that, and, and just banging it back and forth. Yeah, my, I, I used to love that uh, my block. Okay, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so that was that, you know, my, yeah. my thing was I'm listening. I'm like, man, who this dude put this song together with Pastor Troy? Cause yeah. he ain't have no song right. like that at yeah. that time. At that time, yeah. But the song was so fire, and then I just kind of was following your movement and the yeah. next thing I know I seen you, you know, with CTE. Right, right. But right. you know, I know it takes more than that. Oh yeah, for and, sure. For and you sure. know, just from the era you from, right. like, how did you navigate to to taking it to a major label? Right. Um, well like I said, you feel me, um, I started doing my solo project. Um, and for me, anything that I do, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it hundred and ten percent. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I really took it serious. Like I, I said to myself, like what's going to set me apart from everybody else. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? So what I did was I really just, I packaged my, I had two songs. I had My Block Burn with Pastor right, Trump. Right, right, right. And then I had a song called Represent. Definitely, yeah. You that was that saying? heat. That, yeah, yeah. Represent was that heat. Definitely. Yeah. So I had them two songs. I pressed them up, had the CDs. We got, me and my crew, we got on the road. And we went to Homecoming. We went to Classic. We went to everywhere you could go. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I really wasn't asking no DJs to play my music. Okay. I was just meeting DJs and building relationships, getting phone numbers and taking DJs out to eat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The old, the old Check, school grind, working, working, yeah. work, well, relationships. Relationships, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I would check on them out the week. Like, you know, not asking about no music, just how you doing, bro? Like, you feel me? Like, when right. I come back to the city, I'm going to rock with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, get, I created a lot of relationships like that. And eventually they started playing my music because... We had a relationship, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but my team would put the music out, and the streets just started gravitating to the music, you know what wow. I'm 
Um, and I, I would say probably like, well, before the end, TJ Chapman, TJ DJ, right, right, you know Shout what I'm saying? Yeah, took me under his wing. You feel me? Um, and he basically like anybody in the industry, he was introducing blood raw. Like, Man. you feel me? Like he take me to Atlanta, he take me to Miami, um, wherever it was something going on with music, we would go. And he'll introduce this blood raw. Like wow. he, he next from Florida. You feel me? Um, and then my friends, I had um, two partners who who managed um, the Producers Justice League, um, okay. Chuck and Ivan. Them was my boys. You you jumping into something else? I was gonna ask you about your style, but go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, go you ahead. know we created the Maybach sound. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what I'm saying? Now, I just wanted to be said because that's the first time <laughs> I don't I've seen really talk it about it. But you know what I'm saying? People yeah. who know they know. I, 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 yeah, I remember it was in the Ozone magazine. Yeah. It was in all those magazines yeah. that you was working with yeah, them. They out, sure. of, they out of Tampa, ain't they? Yeah. Out of okay. Tampa, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I knew you was running back and forth yeah. and doing your thing. So yeah. yeah, that's your sound. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um and uh. You know, just my name started buzzing real, real heavy. You know what I'm saying? And then I hooked up with my old manager, C. Wakely. Oh yeah, shout out to C. Wakely. You know what I'm saying? And then we just put the we put the grind down like like you ain't seen in a long, long time. Like wherever it was at that we had to go, we was there. You know what I'm saying? Um, And eventually, probably like nine, ten months into the game, bro. Like realistically, less than a year. Less than a year, I was in Dothan, Alabama, and um, I had a show at one club. Mm Jeezy had a show at another club. Mm-hmm. He had just dropped Streets is Watching mixtape. That was early. It was on fire in Atlanta, but it hadn't reached right. Alabama like that. So they was there promoting. You feel me? But I was on fire in Alabama. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, when he came to hit the day show, they would say it was probably like 100 or 200 people at the show. It really wasn't nobody there. Mm-hmm. So they came to my show because my show was packed. You feel Already me? Lit. Yeah. So they came to my show right before I got, right before I got on stage. And they came on stage, they was dapping me up, you know what I'm saying, all this. Because we hadn't seen each other, you know, from either strip club in Atlanta or just, you know, they done heard about me from different th- different things, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, keep in mind, at the same time, T.I. was wanting to sign me, Trick was wanting to sign me, Atlantic Records wanted to sign me, Universal. Everybody's trying to get their get their hands on because you was hot. Exactly. Like I said, you had some yeah. mixtapes out there oh, that yeah. everybody was playing, yeah. especially in Florida. Yeah, I already definitely, know. definitely. So, um... Um, when I performed, my son Represent came on, mm-hmm. and word for word, you don't stay where I stay, you don't live you know where I live. live, you don't pay my bill, you feel me? They couldn't right. believe it. They couldn't believe it. Like, you feel me? I ain't had to say nothing on the mic. Like, it was word for word, you feel me? And uh, after I finished performing, Kink pulled me to the side. He's like, bro, like, man, what you want to do, man? What you want? What you trying to do, man? You feel me? I'm like, it's what like y'all? That. I'm like, what y'all trying to do? Cause I'm hearing it from everybody at this point. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Come holler at me. Like I, you I got feel you, me? Right, like yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but keep in mind, at the same time, word on the streets that the feds want to pick me up, coming to pick me up. Yeah. Now nobody on my team don't know none of this. Mm-hmm. My manager don't know none of this. Only I know this because I done got word from different people. Right. So at first, I'm thinking people hating. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Cause that's what happens. Like when you any anything you do that it look like you finna be successful, people gonna try to bring up your past. You definitely, feel me? Definitely, definitely. So, um, long story short, I got a I got a call from a re, uh, reliable source that he don't have nothing to do with the streets. Like you feel me? But he got the word from one of his people that was in the feds. Mm. Like bro, they they finna indict dog. Like you feel me? So you like, I got to do something because they, they own me. That's right. my mentality. Right, right. I got to do something, bro. Like, you feel me? So um, 
that this situation with CTE came up, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Kink was like, we're going to fly you to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Come sit down. So I went back and I tell I tell my manager, me and my homeboy, uh, Amp P, me, Amp, and C. Wakely, we was a team. You know what I'm saying? And uh, during the situation, during the, during the time, C. Wakely didn't want me to sign because he was getting the calls from the labels. Mm. So everybody, yeah, they was on. So you. he like he like, bro, like, no, I don't think we need to do that. Like, I don't think we need to do that. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't care. We we need to do something. Definitely. You feel definitely, me? Definitely. Um, and Ant was on my side just yeah. because of the situation. He like, bro, like, yeah, we need to do that. You feel me? Shout out to Ant. So too, yeah, man. so it was Those two people. against one. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. me to sign with CTE, so I, we go to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? We sit down. We agree to do this, the situation. You feel me? Um, I tell them what I'm trying to do, and they tell they tell me. You feel me? They support what I'm trying to do, and they see my, you know, um, everything that I, you know, my my vision and all that. You feel me? Um, plus, I thought it was a, a a a better fit from somebody who come from where I come from right. and will understand my type of music. You know what I'm saying? And, but but you know, just just to to you know reiterate that, yeah. y'all had a natural mesh. Oh yeah, like, of course. At, at certain times, certain yeah. tracks, yeah, you can't even tell if it's okay. you rapping or if it's Jeezy yeah. rapping. Yeah, So y'all had a natural oh, yeah. mesh. You Definitely. you already seen that from the beginning. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, and you know, uh, it's just like when it's real, it's just different. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? You right. could you could get with people, you know what I'm saying, that you know ain't really did nothing what they talking about. Right, and right. it don't feel the same. Exactly. Exactly. But if I I see USDA feels it makes the it makes you feel like you're a part of this situation. Like they telling your life story. Like I done been through these things. I done seen this. I know what they talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the feeling that we gave the world. Oh, definitely, you man. Feel me? While, while everything, man, that cold summer, everything yeah. I did, everywhere yeah. I ran around, whether I was go, at the hotel, getting yeah. ready to go to the club, whatever, <laughs> yeah. it, it was that whole album. You yeah. feel me? And, and and just to see how y'all meshed, and y'all did it real quick, right? Right. Because right. it was it wasn't a lot of time from when Jeezy was bubbling mm -mm. to when y'all coming on the scene yeah. and just you know knocking it out the water with that with that mixtape album, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you contributed so much. You oh know, yeah, like, for sure. Even just thinking about the album. Uh, you know, my track, go shake that ass. Yeah. Know, th th yeah. I, I ain't really never hear Jeezy with a strip club song yeah. till, you know, till he got with you. For sure. So for sure. did you contribute to like bringing some of that sound and, and, and uh, expanding it, what he was course, already yeah. doing? You know, you know, um, th th that's the, the great thing about Florida. Like we have a big influence on a lot of different things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the car culture to the you know, just the, the, the jury game and the goals and you feel me? Not saying that nobody else don't do it, but like it's just a certain way that Florida influenced the rest of the world, whether they want to give us credit or not. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, you, you have different states that have their influence of what they give to the world. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one of the things that we do from our slang to everything. Like, you feel me? It's, hey, it's, at that home, man. Yeah, Every like, time I hear that home, You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Blood right. Raw. Blood Raw, that's a slang in right, Florida. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? It stands for the truth. Like, right. you feel me? I got the name in prison. Like, I didn't just come up with that. It's a slang. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of them different things um, I brought to the table. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was just natural because... Like you say, you feel me? We meshed and we was brothers. You know what I'm saying? We literally recorded the USDA album probably in like three weeks, bro. Man, that quick? Like no no, no BS. You feel me? I'm talking about we wake up in the morning, we come to the studio, we leave the studio like one o'clock, 
go to the club, party, <laughs> real and, come, hard, yeah. and come back to the studio until daybreak. You know what I'm saying? We go home, lay down a couple hours and do it again. But that's what it sounded like. That's oh, why yeah. the people felt it. You oh, know, yeah. it, it exactly. felt like a, a movement, like a movie. It, that's Every what it track. was. Every track. Man, you was. had so many solos on that. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, it was kind of like your joint, you yeah. know. For sure, you know, for not sure. even trying to be funny, you know, but just actually talking and, and really observing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you see the difference, you know, what you getting involved right. with the movement. It was like it was a perfect mesh from Florida to Georgia. For sure. For like, sure. Now, let me ask you a question. Like, as far as the CTE thing, mm -hmm. is it, how do you look at it now? Like, do you look at it as a learning, a learning uh, uh, situation? Yeah. Or do you look at it as a stepping stone? Or how do you view the whole situation at time and everything y'all contributed? Um, I, I look at it as both. I look at it as um, a, learn, a learning experience. And I also look at it as a stepping stone. Um, because if it wasn't for that situation, who knows? You you may have never heard me on that on that level. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so I'm grateful for everything that I went through. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, um, you know egos come into play, and you know what I'm saying things don't happen how you want them to happen. Right, right. You right. feel me? Um, but me and everybody, we good. You know what I'm saying? Um, me and Slick Puller getting ready for a new USDA album. That's dope. That's you know awesome. what I'm saying? That's Which is going to be yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. called Back in the Chevy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? The, the album is done. It, we will be dropping it in March. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, and, and me and Kink, we kind of did the hush together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I kind of I kind of feel like I have an obligation for everybody who participated in, in CTE that I still got to finish what we started. Man, that's real. You know that, what I'm that, saying? Hey, that, that's, a, that's a real statement like that. Yeah. But that kind of, that speaks to your character oh, yeah. and, and who you are. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm just a little toxic podcast. Your host, Callie Cole. Stick around. We're going to pay some bills. And I got Mo coming up with Blood Raw. Yes, sir. Curtis Butler III was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. His family originates from the small nearby town of Aiken. After graduating high school, Curtis joined the Army. He served his nation admirably during combat and decided the time was right to start a civilian life. Somewhere along the way, things failed to turn out as planned. Curtis soon found himself homeless while facing one of the toughest battles of his life. Instead of allowing the situation to dictate his life, Curtis struck out and took control, making him a hero all over again by winning a seven-year fight with the VA administration in obtaining his disability benefits and now helps others in the same situation. Curtis is now an advocate for veterans. He has written two books. His second book is a warrior married to his wife and PTSD. Curtis understood far too many veterans were coming home to nothing and are being forgotten. His hope is to help as many of his fellow veterans during their struggle to find meaning and purpose in the real world as they adjust to a normal life. Don't give up. Help is out there. Big Chick of McDonough. We have fed over a million customers in our 50 years in business. We understand the needs of our community, and that's why we created a nonprofit organization called Big Chick King Foundation. The purpose of our foundation is to fill in the gaps, give back to our community, have food drives, clothing drives, back-to-school drives, take care of our seniors, and give free meals to those who are living paycheck to paycheck due to the high cost of living, overpriced rent, and inflated prices at the grocery stores. Big Chick King Foundation is a hunger relief organization. We have three chicken restaurant locations, McDonough, Lovejoy, and Stockbridge, and we will be giving out free meals through our Pay It Forward program. We are asking you to donate to the Big Chick King Foundation to aid us in our fight against hunger, poverty, homelessness, and financial instability. You can donate online through our GoFundMe account, or you can donate at one of our brick-and-mortar stores. Build up good karma and donate now. 
Big Chick of McDonough would also like to say congratulations to City Mayor Sandra Vincent and City Councilman Jamal Burt. I'm Just a Little Toxic Podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cole, and I got more of my special guests, Blood Raw, man, a legendary chart-topping artist, oh, uh, you know, done so much work, yes, but you're still dropping music. Oh, yeah, and, you know, definitely. I've been listening to the music you've been dropping yeah. and uh, the message, you know, yeah. talking about what the youth is going through. Right. And, and you somebody who actually been there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, what, what bothers me is there's so much misinformation now with the internet. You got guys who could pop up and say, I'm this oh, yeah. or that, but they oh, don't yeah. even understand. Because yeah. you being somebody, you know, who, who who's really been out here yeah. and really went through the whole process from, from the highest court, yeah. battling the highest court you could battle Better to uh, actually turning around and still handing your business and still standing out here. Yeah. How do you feel about people, you know, leading the jits the wrong way? Um... It's just sad, you know what I'm saying? It's sad that you can be anything on the internet. Mm, you know right, what I'm saying? I, right. the, the, the internet is a gift and a curse. I look at it Definitely. as, you feel me? Um, the blessing of it is that, you know, you have some kids that can become millionaires or well off mm -hmm. and don't have to put in as much work. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? Um, and it's a whole lot of more opportunities. You feel me? Um, but the bad thing is that the influence that it has, negative. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, from your kids to to cats growing up, you know what I'm saying? You can get anything you want on on the internet. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah, you're Any, right. You know what I'm saying? I done had, I ain't even gonna lie. Like my daughter, she'll be done see some, seen something on the internet and, and you feel me or tell me like, Dad, I seen that on the internet. Like, <sighs> like that's not how it's supposed to be. We can't filter it so either. I, so yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I have to go into a whole you feel me? Philosopher mode. Like, mm -hmm. nah, this is where this come from for real. Right. Like, don't get fooled on the internet. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? Because the internet, you could be anybody. But, um, you know, I just feel like it ain't enough big homies, man. You know, it's too many big homies being yes men. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, right. And, and the thing about it is that we are allowing, um, if you have money, um, is what we're respecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be 10 or 12 and a guy 40 years old is respecting you because you got money. <laughs> that's that's people mentality you know right now. Where is he's supposed to respect you because you done been through something. Right. You done seen something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially right. if you on on the right on the right path of doing something that they see you doing. Not saying that you gotta respect somebody because they're 40 years old and they out here, you know, wilding or just doing whatever. Nah. Right. But if somebody showing you how it's supposed to be done or what we doing, then you gotta respect them. But you got older cats man looking at the younger dudes man and because they got money or got something popping that you feel me that oh yeah 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 boy boy, boy go on do your thing boy tote them straps man and do all that you feel right, me like right 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 whereas they, you got them you you sending them to prison you helping them go to prison man you know just to play devil's advocate though and mess with you you always then had real messages in your music oh, yeah, and talked sure, about sure, God sure. and, and sure. talked about both sides of the game. Yeah. But you know you really did usher in all this Louis Gucci <laughs> and Louis Vuitton <laughs> and Versace. You know, you you really did bring it to that level, you know, with the Louis bag joint. Sure. Yeah. That, and, and really, you know, showed them something different to, yeah. to get us to the point we are now. So it's something to see you coming back and still using that influence. Oh, yeah. But to, to, to give us a new view and a new light. 
you know. Yeah. And, and and that's one thing I always respected about you, though. Even though you're talking about money, oh, you're yeah. talking about coming up, yeah. but you always let people know it's the other side, you oh, know, yeah, to respect God. How, how, how did you keep all those values with, you know, going through all this stuff in the streets, uh, uh, being a, a major rapper on a yeah. major label, and then, you know, have, having a big Fed case? It's got to be in you, bro. Mm -hmm. Can't be on you. Right, right. It's got to be in you. You right. feel me? Uh, and just God has always been my balance. You know what I'm saying? No matter what I do. Like, in the song Dope Boy, I, I told you, like, you, you got to stack it up. Right. You got to pay for lawyer fees. You got you know what I'm saying? You got to, this what comes along with the game. You feel me? It's nothing in life that's just peaches and cream. You could, you could be a regular person, bro, but you're going to always have something mm -hmm. that come into play where it go left. Always. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just like in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like this not a this is nothing that we trying to retire from. We ain't trying to do it. We doing it because we have to, not because we want to. You know what I'm saying? Most niggas who sell drugs, bro, they they don't really. You feel me? They ain't just glorifying that. Oh, um, they glorifying what they can buy what with it. What they can it. buy with it? Yeah, yeah. What it produces? Yeah, but they ain't glorifying what we trying to do, or, or because we, you know, we harming our people or none of that. Like right. you feel me? You have a lot of people who are in the streets who have sympathy. For, for, for people who own drugs and Definitely. try to look out for them and different things like that. But when you come from poverty, bro, I don't care who you is. If you're, if you come from poverty, right. you're going to do what you got to do to survive. Right, right. Especially in, in just, you know, thinking about the South, you know, you being from Panama City. Yeah. Like how it's not a lot of opportunity. I, I tell people that, you know, I grew up in San Diego. I moved out here when I was uh, 17, 18. I yeah. moved to Fernandina Beach, Florida. Okay. It was a culture shock. Yeah, it was it. a shock. You know, people, I, I love Florida because, you know, brothers was out here getting money. Like yeah. when I moved out to Florida, 05, 06, yeah. brothers was out here getting money and it was yeah. everything. It was a good time. Right. But at the same time, it's just a culture shock on how you could live in the same place and you be living in two different worlds. Oh, yeah. And it's of like course. they just, you know, suck the life out of our community. Yeah. Where you can't do nothing. This this the, you know, best way to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all it's all bro poverty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all it's all systemic. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's designed that way. Like anybody, you feel me? Um, that you put in a system, you're able to control. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? You're able to control how they eat. You're able to control how they get their money. You're able to control how they raise their kids and everything. You know what I'm saying? So, this is the reason why, you know, the country that we live in, um you know, is what it is. You feel me? Because they mastered a system. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, that they learned from other countries. You feel me? Um, and I think that we, as a as a people, you feel me, um, we fell victim to it because um, anytime that you want something now instead of working for the future, mm -hmm. you're going to get these results. Definitely. You're going to get pennies every time. Right, right, right. That's why you, f you have people where you know what I'm saying? Record labels, they're going to give you some money off the, off the jump, mm -hmm. but they're getting the long-run money. The good money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're getting a, you may even get a million dollars. You may right. get two million dollars, but right. guess what they're getting? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just, yeah. you feel me? Like, you, we have to get out of that system of thinking about pennies and what's now, you feel me, and build for the future because without the future, you know what I'm saying, then we, just gonna, we ain't going to never have nothing. Well, well, speaking of the future, like, what's the future for for Blood Raw and music? Cause I, I still, I, I see, I hear the music. Yeah. Music on point. For it, sure. It's on, it's on fire. It's still on point. For sure. But you also got books. Oh yeah. I'm seeing you doing all these speaking engagements. Yeah. Like, what's the next level of what you're doing and what you're trying to master for like the next ten years? 
Um, I'm just really trying to uh, do everything I can possible to help change lives. Mm. Whether it's through the music, through my books, or through me speaking. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I just want to do my part. You feel me? And um, I honestly feel that if everybody else did their part, then I think that they'll all come together collectively. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Because yeah, um, yeah. I can only do so much, but I honestly feel that you know, I'm just working hard to get on them platforms where it really, really means something and get to a mass amount of people. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you feel me? It's it's cool, you know, doing it at the level I've done it at. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I honestly feel that I'm bigger than that. Definitely. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? And I honestly feel that I would be more effective if I get on another platform, another level, and able to go to different countries or different, you know, places and, um, you know, whether it's the prisons or the, you know, the group homes or the uh, detention centers, whatever right, it is, right, right, you feel right. me? I just honestly feel that um, if I'm able to get in them rooms, that I'll be able to make a difference. Well, you, hey, you already been doing it, big bro. And I just, I really appreciate your energy, sure. your insight. You know, you got so many layers, we can go on all yeah, day. Yeah, man, for but, sure. But, you know, I want people to stay tapped in with you. Right. Get a hold of the music. You got a new single out? Oh, yeah, I got I got a new single, man, called Right Here, featuring my boy, my bro, Ball Greasy. That's what's up. Um, produced by Cash Clay. It's on every platform. Go get it, man. It's on the radio right now. It's going hard. Called Rat Here. Go get it, man. Hey, that's real. Rat Here. Rat yeah. Here. That's real Florida yeah. right there. Yeah. And where, where can they get the uh, Pain, Power, Purpose book? The book, man, Story and Life of Bruce Falson, a.k.a. Blood Raw. You can get it on Amazon. It is a Kindle version of, available. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also do um, um, physical copies. Um, you can get, you can order them on dbssound.com. dbssound.com. Um, yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's what's up. You know we support you over here on Just Love Toxic sure. Podcast. Yes, sir. Anything you got going, we're going to support you, and we're going to keep pushing. For I'm sure. going to tell you, I, I'm honored. Real one off top, bro. Definitely. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy to have you come through and bless the podcast and bless the station. And, Anytime. And we, we behind you over here. Anytime, man. Appreciate it, man. Salute to all my fans. Salute to everybody watching, man. Much love, man. Follow me on Instagram. Blood Raw 1, the number one. Follow me. Hey, that's what it is. I'm just little toxic podcast. I'm your host, Cali Cole. And that was my conversation with Lil Ross. Oh man. <laughs>